Um, maybe I'll preface this by saying I'm streaming live. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Luggadal Podcast. This is your host, Elias Rush. Currently, I'm streaming live right now on Twitch, playing a little Grand Theft Auto, and we're just discussing uh, mid The Midnight Gospel, Season 1, Episode 8, I believe. Episode 8, yes. Um, for anyone that has no idea what The Midnight Gospel is, The Midnight Gospel is basically a animated television uh, Netflix show for adults, but... It is uh, created by the same creators as uh, Adventure Time. And so I've given my full review on the first episode, I believe. And if you want to just a little bit more background information, go check that out. Um, you know, I, I can link it for you. Um, also, if there's been anything funny with the links, recently I've changed the... Uh, URL codes to every, on everything. So, if you aren't able to get to the new links on in the show notes, if I haven't changed them yet, I've tried to go back and change the majority of them. But just take out the word "the." The majority of the SoundCloud links and stuff have something, you know, SoundCloud slash the Lucky Dog Podcast at you know whatever podcast you're listening to. Just remove the word "the" and that should uh, take you to whatever podcast you want. Um, but uh, I've tried to go back in the show notes and change just about all of them, but it's like 300-something podcasts, so it a, takes a while. So, anyways, the Midnight Gospel, episode eight, season one, episode eight. Uh, first of all, let me talk about the entire season roundup real quick. If you hear my, my hands kind of going, it's because I'm gaming right now. But, um, yeah, so the overall season as a whole if for anyone that has no idea what i'm talking about it's this like trippy hallucinogenic style animation literally things are just transforming into things faces are melting and turning into you know universes and explosions and lsd trippage and it, it it's it's one of the most psychedelic looking um television shows i can i could you know you know compare it to like rick and morty but even Rick and Morty seems to have more of a stilted, like, grounded style. You know, not not that Family Guy is a, you know, stilted style, but everyone remembers the Family Guy house. Every, everybody remembers uh, certain locations that are in animations that really ground us. It's like, okay, so this is their house. This is their work. This is the, th you know, this almost, this show is almost, almost like improv in a way the um the show style is taken from like i said in the first episode review uh all eight episodes are taken their audio taken from podcasts and turned into um animation and so at first i thought that would only work on like short form form like uh you know stories when people are talking about you can animate the story but an entire podcast i was like i don't know about that so this um this series actually works to the benefit of talking and discussing um and expressing you know podcast as a visual concept and so i think the majority of the season works um pretty well 
some episodes work better than others. I love the artistic style of the animation. It's, it, it's beautiful. And in a way, it makes me want to go back and revisit it. Because I had a complaint that the first episode left me in a way that, yes, this is extremely visual information. So it, the actual structure is it's like we're following this guy named Clancy. And Clancy is voiced by the... Uh, the pro the producer and creator i believe of adventure time let me um let me get all that just to clear that so clancy is voiced by duncan trussell who is one of the writers in i think showrunners um as well as it's directed by pendleton ward who is also responsible for adventure time as well um so anyways um, anyone that doesn't know Adventure Time, it's essentially a, a more narrative story based, but it also has this young boy and his dog going on these, uh, um, you know, adventures and stuff like that and these trippy hallucinogenic, you know, places, but they're a lot more for kids. It's kids oriented in Adventure Time. Midnight Gospel is almost like having, uh, you know, a really psychedelic conversation, a really deep conversation with just psychedelic visuals going on and in a way that is in my first complaint was that in the first episode that the what they're talking about does not correlate to the visuals that are going on screen in my opinion now it now i couldn't always grasp onto the things that they were talking about i, I found the things that they were talking about a little bit distracting uh, when it came to trying to focus on the visuals. So it was like, I couldn't focus on both. Now with saying that, I think certain episodes worked better than others because they were able, it's like they found their footing in what they were trying to do. They were they're Oh, hold on, son. Oh, I'm out of bullets, all the bullets, all the bullets, all the bullets. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? <laughs> oh, oh! Is it just this is the this is the dangers of recording live and uh, trying to do a midnight shuffle podcast, midnight gospel podcast. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, anyway, so like I said, I was finding the conversations and visuals to have you know two separate meanings. I I was not finding them. Uh, to correlate in one another they were th for me at first now the at first the first episode was talking about drug addiction and you know zombies taking over the world so clearly there's always a big connection between you know, zombies and some sort of uh, quote-unquote you know infection happening of some sort um now that infection could be like consumerism or you know uh it could be you know drug addiction it could be something something that just takes over a mass population it's easy to do uh uh it, it, it's easy to visualize through zombies, you know, the metaphor. Now, I don't feel like every show had that metaphor to its benefit. That, that was a problem for me. Um, now, the, the thing was, I found, I found myself in some, some of the uh, adventures that Clancy goes on. So, Clancy essentially has to stick his head in what looks like the simulator ash cheeks um, to go to these different worlds. And when he goes to these different worlds, he is able to uh, 
you know, interview people at these worlds and all of these worlds, the the worlds are like collapsing on some level. I'm, it, it's kind of confusing. I don't know. But uh, they're on a, the point of an apocalyptic breakdown or something. Oh, let me get a little bit of water. So, anyways, this uh, apocalyptic breakdown that's happening in all these worlds has someone he's Clancy is going to interview, and so the um, uh, the interview style starts about five minutes after the show starts. So I, I've pretty much said all a recap of the entire season of how the entire season works. You know, you get about five minutes of story. Of him fucking around, Clancy fucking around in his own place, and uh, the simulator, uh, Ash Cheeks computer, like, is <laughs> just like he's tr trying to tell Clancy what to do, and Clancy obviously does not listen, and that's gonna bite him in the ass eventually because you gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta do something to the the computer to make sure it continues to work, and um, ultimately is going to bite him in the butt in one of the episodes. Uh, actually, that was one of my favorite episodes. The episodes are not narratively based. They're almost just like train of thought. Um, like train of thought, like visual images that are going along with what the podcast is. So Clancy visits the world. He starts to interview someone that is in this, um, in, in one of these worlds. Now, the first episode was the president and it ended up being like Dr. Drew or something. Um, and they were talking about drugs and addictions and all that stuff for a while. Um, a couple episodes in each, each episode kind of has like a, a loose topic of what they talk about, but I feel like some episodes obviously work better than others. Now this eighth episode felt like they had the perfect conversation, the perfect narrative structure. And I was... I was uh, just entrenched in the conversation for the longest time. I thought that this conversation with uh, Duncan Trussell's mother, I guess. I'm assuming Duncan Trussell's mother. Yeah, yeah, I, I assume it's her. Um, let me let me see if I can get her name. Um, Uh, I guess her name would be Mrs. Trussell, but I can't find Dean and Fing. Is that her? that might be her name? I, I I'm not exactly sure. Let me see. Let's just say it's that it, that's her name. But anyway, Duncan's mother. I I can't find her name. I guess that's her name. Um. Wow, even even thinking about it is uh, kind of moving. Well, now one thing to tackle this eighth episode, I I was like I had heard some things about it. You know, they were like, "Wow, it's uh, quite a moving episode." I was like, "A moving episode on the Midnight Gospel? Are you serious right now?" Like, I there's nothing moving about the first seven episodes really at all for me personally, unless you gra unless you had grasped onto one of those really high concept. Um, uh, uh, conversations they were talking about, but like, I I almost timed it. It felt like 15, 15 to twenty minutes in. Once Clancy was in the world, 
that he was interviewing the, for the first seven episodes, it would lose me. It would lose me in a way that I was like, I have no idea what they're talking about. And then they somehow spurred off into another uh, topic of some sort. And it, almost every time it, it lost me, lost me just because I was like, I, I would actively try to like listen into the conversation. And I was like, I have no idea what they're talking about. And then these crazy visuals are happening in the background and nothing seemed to be correlating for me personally, unless they were like, uh, you know, life's just, a, you know, a bunch of meat mashed together, man. And then they're showing them being mashed together as meat. It's like, OK, so that's that obviously makes sense. But there was a lot of times I was like, I don't even know what is going on. Like the the, the visuals just weren't matching for me what was what they were talking about. Now, episode eight did everything to a T. Now. It made uh, the the pacing in it was 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 perfect because one of the things I, I was trying to figure out what was going on in the worlds that Clancy is visiting when his head is between like ash cheeks visiting these different worlds in the simulator. I'm trying to figure out can he be hurt in some way because he's being like he's being like poked and prodded and it, it's it, it's I guess he's in like a VR simulator in a way but. It, in some worlds, it felt like he was feeling pain, and in others, it, it didn't feel like, it seemed like he was at all. Um, like, he was not unconcerned about it. And so, um, this episode actually put the pacing to it, because it had it showed his real world having stakes. Um, you know, somebody's trying to shut down his simulator, because he, he it's an illegal simulator or something like that. You know, the ash, he, is, he has a legal ash cheek simulator, so you gotta watch out for those. Um, and the cops are coming, cracking down on his, uh, trippy hill, uh, hillbilly, not hillbilly, um, hipster. <laughs> I was going to say hillbilly. Uh, I don't know why I said that hipster, um, trailer he has living out in the mountains. Uh, but anyway, so we got the pacing. It, it's kicked up to a T. We have the best interview from all episodes. It's, uh, Duncan Trussell's mother. I was like, okay, so. By, by now, I want you to have watched this episode. I don't. I, I kind of feel like there's kind of some mic drops that happen throughout it, but um, that this last episode has one of the most interesting characters, his Clancy's mother, and the real character, the creator's mother, and it has also has the visuals. So that's like a trifecta right there. I'm like, okay, so we're kicking it up to a T right now. We've got interesting conversation with an interesting host and. Uh, you know, someone we can kind of relate to in a way. So, and, and the visuals are kicking up to a notch too. So it's it's like everything's hitting to a T. The, not, the visuals are correlating with what they're talking about. And uh, his, him and his mother have a real, a real um, deep emotional conversation about life and death and going on the course of life and death. And I think about 10 minutes into the world that they're visiting, um, Clancy's mother um, is talking about being diagnosed with uh, what I believe was stage four cancer and being told multiple times that she was going, you know, she was going to die in six months. And uh, the things that were sticking out in this conversation were the most meaningful out of all the conversations because life and death obviously is probably one of the most relatable things we could talk about, you know, given the majority of us, uh, you know, are, are experiencing it. Um, but the, 
the conversation of them discussing about life and death and uh you know duncan and duncan as clancy you know having to show emotion is just so left field from what i was expecting in this show i was not expecting to be moved by a show with this little hipster trailer and a trippy farm on on a a universe with things just going absolute haywire and hallucinogenic nightmares in some situations and i i never thought i don't think i've ever had an emotional real emotional reaction from uh rick and morty now i remember a couple times i was like wow that was a really deep episode i was like i was not expecting that but then they would come back and like wabba labba daba or wabba labba Bob and burp in the mic or something like that and it would kind of retract from what was going on in, in, a, in a way but I you know as far as like Bojack Horseman as like F is for family as uh, uh, what do we got a lot of these like real life uh, animated comedies that are kind of conceptually crazy but like temporarily really resonate with a lot of people is is a is something special honestly and um you know to, i i think that you know having an animated some being able to relate to something animated is something special and the conversation that clancy or duncan trussell has with his his mother during this is so moving. I think I was bawling the last 10 minutes of the episode. I had no doubt was just like, this is some moving ass shit. And the, the visuals of what's going on is it shows his mother aging throughout the episode. And I'm, I'm having to, uh, go, I'm having to deal with something with my father right now, which is kind of in the same situation. He's, he's doesn't have cancer to my knowledge hopefully you know knock on wood but um the he has some real health problems going on and uh you know you know my my folks are not as young as they they once were you know they're they're pushing their 70s and i'm starting to um really see that and so this this was a really moving um it was a really moving episode seeing the the aging of the characters throughout this um and you know you can probably hear my voice just talking about it just uh, thinking about it it uh it evokes some some real emotion from me and uh i think what benefits this episode specifically is the um it's the fact that they're able to express these animations in a way that you can't do in a live action show. You wouldn't want to, it, it, you can't show your, your mother aging exponentially in a way that, I mean, you probably could, but it would be extremely expensive. I mean, this is probably the most, um, the most quote unquote real I've seen, um, an animation get, you know, they, they they're showing the aging progressions of both of the characters and actually there's a of course they have to go extremely trippy and they they uh they show i think they keep this episode the least trippy and they use the least amount of hallucinogen 
hallucinogenic imagery um, with uh, a good reason and good purpose, you know, because the visuals are him and his mother kind of going down the tunnel of life and looking in the windows of, uh, you know, different, different, uh, uh, different, different memories and stuff like that. And uh, as they're going along, they're aging and they're traveling through the universe and there is a, just a real touching scene of uh, both Clancy growing older, his and 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 as well as his mother growing older, in this kind of repeated pattern, in a way. And it is, um, yeah, it's it's quite moving. And you can probably, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but it it got me in in a way that I was like, oh, I was I was not expecting that that makes me want to recommend this episode specifically um and i i wished all the episodes had hit on this level now i don't want i don't want them to have a bunch of people on there um that are having to share their stories about life and death life and death i mean that's obviously moving but um it, it was there's so many reasons that this episode works it's it's the conversation between two people that have an emotional connection it's someone that she, he, is someone the host understands his guests and the guest understands the host um, to, to levels that no one else would, obviously. And so, um, yeah, this was a very moving uh, final episode. They leave you in a way that it's like, oh my goodness, is the simulator blown up and he's you know traveling alongside all of the characters he's... Uh, He's met and all the, you know, a bunch of avatars that he's gotten to play as it's, uh, you know, all floods back. I want to go back and rewatch the episode. It, it just even thinking about it and talking about it has me kind of emotional um, because it, it is just a really touching episode that, you know, they have the little bears that are kind of helping them travel throughout the universe. I love the. Uh, I, it, they, they did have to throw some, you know, hallucin, not hallucinogenic, but the, you know, some weirdness with his, uh, it, it, not weirdness, but it's like this idea of like reincarnation, I guess, in a way that, you know, he, they show like Clancy growing to a certain age and his mother growing, you know, growing old and then, you know, dying and, you know folding into the energy and the energy you know going uh, eventually reincarnating into Clancy and Clancy literally births his mother and it's like oh my goodness he has like a baby version of his mother and she's like still talking in the same voice as his mother so they're like traveling alongside you know with each other and he's He's still growing older and she's starting to, you know, come back to the same age as she was at the beginning of the episode. And Clancy is uh, experiencing growing older as a, you know, an older man as well. And then they, you know, they sit back and kind of watch the universe and this uh, uh, this ever uh, ominous look at this beautiful, you know, black hole of death or metaphor of death. And uh, that was, it's extremely moving. Um, them kind of transforming into planets. And uh, yeah, it, it, it it's hard for me to talk about actually. Um, but yeah, the, 
the transformations were uh, quite moving. And I think this episode hits on all the levels that it needs to. Uh, yeah, I didn't mean to get so deep, uh, but it it's a quite it's it, it is a moving episode, especially if you have uh, people that are in the same situation in, in a way. And even if you don't have people in the same situation, I'm sure it's still a, a moving episode as well. I, I don't want to downplay that. Um, but yeah, when animation hits on uh, a level that you're on, it's unexpected. It, um, you know, kicks it up in that high gear. I mean, I, I don't generally give uh, mini series, you know, numbered reviews or anything like that because I think each episode's kind of different in a way. But this last episode is undoubtedly the best. I, I, if you haven't seen any of it and you're like, I don't know what she's talking about. This dude's talking about like animation, uh, midnight gospel shit. This looks like some hallucinogenic shit. Just watch either watch the first episode and the last episode or just watch the last episode because it's it's totally worth it. Um, you, you can jump in it and I, I think you'll, you'll still be fine. Um but yeah, so uh, I appreciate everyone watching Look at All Podcast. Um, I'm not really sure what we are about to do. You need to kind of do some errands around the house. Um, need to get some food. I'm starving, mothin'. Was not expecting all that. Oh, maybe I should close out the podcast real quick. Thank you for listening to The Midnight Gospel, Season 1, Episode 8 Review. Um, the episode title is called mouse of silver and so yes that was a very moving episode sorry to kind of get a so all uh you know i guess emotional is sounds a little bit strong but it it is a moving episode you know it's hard to hard to talk about when you actually have a family that is going through some tough times as well but um you know everyone's going through through something everyone's got you know something on their mind or an insecurity or whatever else i think there's an episode for everyone's got an addiction everyone's got a everyone's got some sort of problem and i think each one of these episodes try to do a good way of uh, tackling that as uh, as best to their ability i think season two is going to really improve upon this uh series because i really do feel like the first couple episodes they're kind of trying to gain their balance and or find their balance and figure out what exactly this this should be so um yeah check check it out check it out um midnight gospel check out the rest of the lucky dog podcast reviews links in the show notes um remember if the links aren't working remove the word the in the uh in the link and you should be fine it it should take you to wherever or let me know if you can't find something i'll email it to you um, luckydollpodcast at gmail.com paypal.me slash the podcast to support um, we are live streaming at uh, Lucky Dog Podcast on Twitch we have the discord you can join us the discord do some chats um, Facebook we share hilarious videos and other memes on there so thank you for watching listening Lucky Dog Podcast take it easy That was a that was a difficult review. I didn't. Uh, I might not actually do a a rerun of that because that was a little bit more difficult than I was expecting. Honestly, 
it's a moving ass episode even to just think about it I, i'm not sure if i want to go back and watch it yet uh, i recommend my mother to go check it out because i know my dad's not he's my dad's definitely not going to he my dad doesn't want to do anything right now he's really bad shape right now not exactly sure what it is sometimes it feels weird because uh, I go over and try to help bring some stuff and he just he doesn't like being helped it's like he craves attention but he doesn't want to be helped it's very odd maybe it's the middle child syndrome I don't know. You, it'll, you, got, you really learn a lot about your family when uh, you grow older. I feel like when you are, you know, a young buck, I feel like when you're just growing older, you look at everyone kind of the same. You're like, oh, that's Uncle Johnny, or that's Uncle Pete, or, you know, that's, you know, Uncle Mark, or something like that. What? You paid the mechanic for the day. You paid your 500 daily property utility charge. You paid your executive 300. What? What? <laughs> what is going on? I did not do that. I. Uh, Y'all can't see it because it's uh, my, my face is covering the map and everything. What the fuck though? I don't know. Right, I gotta take a break from Grand Theft. Oh. <sighs> Let's get me out of here. How do I go to the regular menu? Oh, I got a call.